0: Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 2310. Yet he knows
1: the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most
0: of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. Hello, 24-karat
1: tribe. Hi, Pete. So we are going to honor our fathers today. I know this is like a girl episode, you know, women women podcast episodes. <laughs> but we wanted to um, celebrate the dads out there. And just like Mother's Day, and we did that special episode with Phyllis, mm-hmm. Father's Day can bring up good or bad emotions. And um, kind of funny story, was, we, we have a series of little mini questionnaires that we did for the men in our lives. Yeah. Um, And as I was interviewing my dad yesterday, I was thinking, oh man, like I forgot that he wasn't raised. His story is like yours, but only in the male Male version version, Um, because his dad left at a very young age and Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a relationship with him and he was raised by his grandparents. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when I was interviewing him, I just kept thinking, oh man, like he did a really good job considering Mm -hmm. that he didn't have any examples to follow, you know? So, um, We just kind of wanted to kind of talk about dads. And, you know, again, I feel blessed. I had an amazing father and I'm not just saying that because he's my dad. He really was, is a good man. And the teen years were kind of hard, but (laughs) we didn't always see eye to eye. And in the interview, he tells me that I was the rebellious one. I was like, I didn't know that, (laughs) 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 Um, but I appreciate everything that he taught me. And so we're going to hear first from John really quickly. And, um, so enjoy, and we'll be back in just a second. All right, so most of you know that my dad is John Martinez, so we asked him to tell us a few things about being a father, since he has just, you know, a little bit of experience. So, Dad, what is the best part of being a father?
2: Well, being proud of uh, two children that I raised in ministry, and uh, always knowing that they were going to be successful as they were growing up, Jeffrey and Rhonda, and I'm very proud of them, yeah. A lot of it, a lot of the work that was put into it was her, the mother, Lorraine, my wife, uh, spent a lot of time because I was so busy in ministry and I just wish I would have had a little more time working with my son and my daughter. But they turned out to be good and I'm very proud of them uh, because I think I did a good job, tried to be a good example in the best way I could. And uh, I, I enjoyed being a father.
1: So what is the hardest thing about being a father?
2: When one was a little rebellious and the other one was a little more quiet. My so, da- not true, so not true, people. <laughs> My daughter was a little rebellious <laughs> for a while, but she was a good daughter. She grew up uh, in church. She sang, she loved the Lord, but she had a rebellious streak. Jeffrey was the opposite, a little more quiet, a little more timid. Um, always manipulated this way how to do things and get away with it. So balancing
1: without. personalities. Yes.
2: <laughs> it was very hard to balance personalities.
1: What could you have done differently as a father? If you looking back, what would you do different?
2: Well, you know, not me having a father, had a grandfather. But I learned a lot from my grandfather that uh, he spent a lot of time working with people and didn't spend... A lot of time with his children, mm. he had ten children, and uh you could see it in as they matured and as they got married and you 've seen a lot of things that I feel where my grandpa failed, and I feel that I almost got i got caught up on that trying to help everybody else being a teen challenge uh, minister for many years and I feel that I should have spent the priority i think that when I do counseling with couples, I say your priority is your your wife and your children. Ministry comes second, because if you don't nurture them as they're growing up, there's a way that they can disrail and go a different way that you don't want them to go. And you don't want them to be angry with God because I was too busy saving people and helping, not saving them, mm-hmm. but helping them. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the hardest thing for me. And sometimes I think about it, I just wish I could have spent more time with my son, especially my son and my daughter. But like I said at the beginning, I just think that my daughter and my son have turned out to be very successful. I'm very, very proud of them and have done a good job. But I think the only thing I tell the fathers, make time for your children. I know they get you frustrated and irritated, but make time for them because they're important. Because what you are, they're going to be.
1: So So how about any advice for like a new dad that's just had a baby? Like, you know, I mean, you grew up in a different generation where men didn't help as much with the parenting duties, um, especially newborns. So what would you tell a new dad um, as, you know, as a husband and a father?
2: I'm going to go back a little bit. I remember I was working and my wife was home with Rhonda. And uh, I remember one day she just decided to cry. And cry and cry, and Nothing's I came home and, uh, I came home, I had worked all day, I was tired, and as a father i uh, I knew that my wife was just frustrated, and I took the baby, I took Rhonda and fed her, and changed her diaper, gave her a bath, and put her to bed and I made my wife go and lay down mm. and 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 uh I took care of her and she went to sleep and she went next morning everything was fine. But as a new father, remember that the priority is your wife and your children and you make time for them. If Sometimes as a father, you need to take the responsibility of being a mother too so you could experience that of changing the diaper. It's not just the woman's responsibility. Mm. You're a team. You work as a team. And when you work as a team, uh everything works better you you help each other um uh, i'm not the type of man that likes to be in the kitchen i'll be honest with you <laughs> and my daughter knows that That's true and uh <laughs> but i'm just being honest and telling you uh i fail in that area of being in the kitchen a lot i'm more being outside doing something or because and i understand But as young fathers today, make sure that you make time for your wife and your children. They're vital. They're vital. Today, especially because our society, the way it's going, fathers need to be there for their children. Okay?
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Okay. That was (laughs) it. That perspective. Thanks, Pastor John, for calling me
0: out on all my things. But no, no, I love him. That's <laughs> oh, sweet. So my dad is still alive. I didn't interview my dad because he's 94 and Aww. he gets he gets kind of nervous. He, my dad is very, very private. Um, but I will you say... He didn't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you
3: know,
0: he gets a little confused now. But, um, but I will say it was uh, kind of a challenge. I felt bad for my dad because, you know if you know my story, he was taken away from us at Mm. eight. Um, so I had a off and on relationship with my dad until my teen years. And then I actually moved in with my father at 16 and I feel so awful because I was a rebellious teen. You weren't like and, me that just oh my dad God. claims that I'm well, I was rebellious? You don't even <laughs> want to know the stories. But, you know, he was so – it was so hard on him because he really didn't know how to raise a daughter. And so he kind of let me run wild a little bit and then would try to, like, pull me back in. But I really admire my dad for – I feel like a lot of my calmness is from my father. And so um, – I learned a lot from my dad about grace and Mm -hmm. forgiveness, even though he probably doesn't recognize that in himself. And so I take care of my dad. Now I um, cook dinners for him and do his laundry. He still lives on his own. And um, my dad lives a very simple, quiet life. And so I I just want to honor my dad for um, the same thing, Rhonda. My dad was um, just tossed aside as a baby. Mm. He was the youngest of six. And the mom decided she didn't want to raise another child and left, you know, and I I just I
1: guess my heart like goes out to that because it's like there's so many, you you know, as you as you grow up, you realize and you, you can relate to this, Phyllis, more than anything is you get a chance to change that, you know. And I mean, just the fact that, you know, your dad was a good dad to you in spite of what he knew. And so I think a lot of times, like I try and remember now looking back as an older, you know, older, Mm -hmm. I look back and I think, man, like my poor dad, he didn't know like how to be a dad. I mean, you know, he had a grandfather, but it was very different and they were older. And so how difficult must it have been to raise two kids when he doesn't, you know, he didn't really know and
0: wasn't loved as a child. And yeah. so I do see that in my father where there's times when he's very distant, but mm-hmm. I understand where that comes from. But my dad, um, I taught my dad how to say, I love you. When I was mm-hmm. 18, I took a, a charm course. that was pretty funny. And she, it was cool. Cause she said, you need to tell the people in your life that you love them out loud. Don't just cause you think they know you know, well, they know I love him. I don't need right. to say it. It's like, no, you have to say it, go home and tell your dad, you love him and make him say it back to you. And, you know, my father wouldn't say it for the longest time. Oh. It was so awkward for him. And so he would say me too. So it became a joke. When I moved away, I would say, we'd talk on the phone and I'd say, I love you, dad. And then we would both go me too. <laughs> and it was like, we would try to beat it oh. on the phone and it, we would laugh. And that was our thing. And then one time, He said, I love you too. And then it started becoming a habit. So now, you know, before we leave, I'm like, love you, dad. And he goes, I love you too, honey. And it's so sweet because I think um, those are the things, if you don't have that, you have the ability to change that. Mm -hmm. You can change their history. So I just want to say happy father's day to my dad, Mm -hmm. because I'm so grateful he's still here. My kids get to enjoy him and Um, we still laugh at different, like fun things of the past. And, um, you know, we've had a, we had a rough start and I wasn't, he wasn't always around and there was a little bit of bitterness and, um, you know, loneliness from that. But we've, um, we've gained this like really beautiful friendship, I think.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think for a lot of people when they've had a tough relationship with their fathers it makes them hard. It makes it hard to even have a heavenly father. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, when father's day comes up like father's day, and mother's day, there's, those are those it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's holidays where mm-hmm. either people are like, I love it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if they have a, a good ex- relationship yeah. then it's awesome. And if they don't, then it's very like, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's mm-hmm. a hard thing to, to deal with on that day. And, and I think a lot of times, even with, um, with fathers in particular, a lot of times we see, our, you know, God, our heavenly Father, as the way our father saw us, and so yeah. then there's a lot of residual damage that yeah, comes with that. You don't want that.
0: to be loved by a heavenly Father right. if your own father hasn't treated you right, well. mm-hmm. right.
1: And you know, there's, I think, being. I've always been a daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. Like I just always was. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's kind of funny because we both are husbands have girls. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we did ask them about that. However, your Mm son-in-law gave you a grandson, which I'm just going to call my future son-in-law. You better give me a grandson. That's all I'm saying. Cause I need a boy. (laughs) (laughs) That is your responsibility.
0: (laughs) I always, I always say grandparenthood is icing on the cake. So like, your kids are your cake. They're like so yummy and good to eat. But like when you put that icing on it, and it it, it makes the cake. Yeah, it's like when you see your kid with a kid, you're like, oh, it's so good. So, I
1: know, and you've got a great son in law, and he, um, have, you know, I have a son in love. He is he is a good guy, <laughs> and you know, children want to make their fathers proud, yeah. and we and having it involved. A father, It promotes growth in you, yeah. you know, and so I give a lot of credit to our dads right now for not having that example and still being the people that they are yeah. and, you know, the parents that they that they became because they didn't have that mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. So we asked Phyllis's son, Julius. To answer a few questions, we wanted to hear his perspective from a younger perspective. Mm-hmm. And he's a father of how old is Austin It's going to be three, gonna right? It's going to be three in oh December. Gosh, I, I know. I know. So we are going to talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to interview him just a little bit, and then we'll be back in just a second. All right.
0: Okay, Julius. What is the best part of being a father?
3: Best part of being a father? Um... There's a lot, uh, but I mean, just being able to to wake up daily and you know see my kid smile and you know play with him and have fun with him and toss him around. I don't know. It's it's in in this age that he's at. Uh, he's two right now. Um, he's so lively, and um, I, I really also love to see him learn and to see him grow and to pick up new things every single day. Mm,
0: okay. What's the hardest part of being a father?
3: Also because he's two. It <laughs> uh, he, he comes with the tantrums and, you know, it's, he definitely tests my patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm i not going to say I'm the perfect father. And sometimes I, I struggle to maintain composure, but um, yeah, when, when, when he has his, his tantrums and Um, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. Um, that can get difficult.
0: That's a good one. Uh, the one thing that you emotionally didn't expect from being a father.
3: Um, emotionally didn't expect. I I don't know if I really was caught off guard. Um, I, I knew I would love him unconditionally, Um, I'm not surprised at how much I love him. Um, so yeah, I don't know if there was really any unexpectedness. Is it more
0: than you thought? Is it just like your heart? You didn't think your heart
3: could be that big? I, I actually did. I actually, I was even before I was, uh, you know, when, when my wife was in labor and, and we were, you know, the day was coming any, any day soon or any day at that point. Um, I was really excited and, and, Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say my expectations weren't met. Definitely not. What a sweetheart. He is a (laughs) sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. And I love that he loves his
0: son.
1: Well, I think it's interesting because uh, Phyllis and I were talking before we started recording and we were talking about you know, the way that my dad um, saw things that he could have done better as a father and the perspective of the younger generation being Mm -hmm. more involved. And then I think in both our husbands actually are going to touch on that as well. It's kind of interesting because um, they both kind of feel like we could have given more time, been more involved. Um,
0: But now it's like the norm that these families uh that you see, um, this next generation raising up, they do it together which is just unheard of, like the mom always did most of the stuff and the dad just came in at the end and like swooped up the last end of it and that was just how we did it. And now I, um, even from the time of giving Mm -hmm. birth, it's like the... (laughs) the wives are like oh no he has to stay here and he he's mm-hmm. sleeping here overnight and yeah. and i'm like wait what that's y'all wait a minute that, didn't, that happen. didn't happen and it's you know you kind of get jealous you're like shoot man i want to do this over well, <laughs> but it's so sweet when you see there's no woman's job man's job it's you know the kid has a dirty diaper whose turn is it cuz mm-hmm. you're both getting equal right <laughs> equal changing diaper time and equal feeding and equal you know it's just very Very much the men are involved now, which I think is great. Well, I think
1: that's interesting because I feel like when, even when I, when Nina was born, I remember one time in particular going over to his cousin's house and the guys kind of making fun of him because Jason was changing Mm. diapers and kind of making a comment like that's Rhonda's job. Why are you doing Mm. that? And I just, you know, Jason has always been very helpful with the girls. I mean, they might have not always looked the best. I mean, I'll never forget one time. (laughs) I remember he brought Nina. He used to work, uh, so he worked. He worked on the weekends, so he had Mondays off. So then, when I went to work, sometimes he'd come meet me for lunch with her.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was like.
1: What, what did you, what
0: are you? What is but she? every mom would know that they're <laughs> just like, ah, oh, the kid either dressed himself or the, or I'm like, why the did dad she have dressed bright him? red yeah. shorts on with a pink
1: shirt and a hey, yellow Alicia hat? On. Like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But, you I know. have
0: to say like one of the, the, the only reason that it wasn't 50, 50 was cause Mike was gone a lot. Right. But I, I have to say when Mike was home, he was so hands on with the girls and you know, he helped with bath time and he would read them the stories and, um, you know, he did, he did pretty much every, he changed diapers, probably not as much as I did, but he, when he was home, he was with those girls a hundred percent. And then we have tons of pictures where he, the girls are just On his lap, like just glomming on him, and he's he looks so tired, but he's like holding his baby. He's like these are my girls.
1: I I think that's so important. I think you know having a good relationship with your dad as a woman is such a Mm -hmm. good thing because it does teach you what you should be Mm -hmm. looking for in a spouse. You know, especially Mm -hmm. if you have a good example. And I know, like, I give my husband a lot of credit because the you know he made time for the girls and did date night with them. And I mean, even when they were little, like he would, I remember him taking them to the park or he would, one time they went to the mall. I mean, and they took the most ridiculous pictures in one of those kiosks, (laughs) you know, but it's one of those things that you look back and you go, man, like,
0: yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I always told, um, wives that moms that had daughters, uh, they would say like, how, how did you raise your girls? Like, how'd you and your husband raise your girls? And I would always tell them, um, one of the things that Mike would do is he would take each individual daughter on a date Mm -hmm. night. And I said, you have to do that because, um, one of the things I noticed with my daughters was they weren't, as boy crazy, as I see some girls mm-hmm. being because they need that validation, yeah. they had their first love was their dad. So their dad would take them to, he would say, I'm picking you up for a dinner date. And, um, they would dress up. He would open the car door for them. He would show them how to act at dinner. You know, mm-hmm. they'd go to like Applebee's yeah. or somewhere and they, you know, he would show them how to treat a waitress. He would take them to the movies. He would treat them to all these things and just talk to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it gave them that, um, Mm self-esteem to be able to feel filled up where they didn't have to like run out and get a boyfriend because they're like, my dad loves me. Like I, I know what uh, a good guy is supposed to, how he's supposed to treat me. And I have to say like, you know, for the most part, the, the people that they've dated have been pretty, well, nice to them. And, and you know, as my daughter got married, um, her husband treats her the, exactly the way Mike would want her to be treated. Yeah. And so I think it's important that the father, if you have multiple daughters, especially, like, take each individual one out and have those conversations with them. And to this day, my oldest daughter has a beautiful bond with her dad Because they think alike. And she knows that she can call her dad and talk to him about anything business related or anything personal and just um, she feels safe with him.
1: And I think those open lines of communication are super important. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, Jason he really kind of tailored each his relationship with his girls are very tailored to them you know yeah. I Nina's mean, as a golfer and right. so he would take her golfing since yeah. she was little and KK was a soccer player and he was a coach for a while yeah. with her. Mike and was the dance dad. The
0: dance dad which is amazing <laughs> right? Yeah that he got razzed for that and he goes I'm getting a jacket yeah. that says dance dad I'm proud of my girl yeah. this is their sport. Well yeah. I think that that's like just really important and I do feel yeah. like you know. When your daughters I, feel loved uh-huh. by their father it's everything it
1: totally is. Yeah. I mean I agree because you know i jason brings me flowers probably like once a week and i know people like crack up about that but that's just his thing i like i like fresh flowers in my house um but when nina started dating her um her well her soon-to-be husband now but he uh my husband i remember him telling him she likes flowers like and because you know that's not everybody across the board isn't it's something that's learned whatever you like yeah it's something that's kind of learned and that's just something she likes Mm -hmm. and so I loved the fact that as a dad he could go to you know her significant other and say you know she this is what she likes Mm -hmm. because I mean they don't have a clue right when they they were raised different and that's okay um but yeah no I feel like that relationship with your um girls is so important I think our I, I will give our husbands a big round of applause because I think they've done it right. Even in my youngest, like she doesn't want to date. And I think it's kind of cute because not that she doesn't think boys are cute or doesn't, you know,
0: it's not a rite of passage that you have to have a boyfriend in high school. And I find that the reasons why a lot of girls start dating young is because they want to feel that, Mm -hmm. that feeling Mm -hmm. that they're not getting, or sometimes there is trouble at home where they're not that maybe the dad's not in the picture. And so I, and I know for me, you know, it was like, that was very important to me that, um, the opposite sex, mm-hmm. like looked at me and made me feel worthy,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which we know later on, that's just like, right. you have to find that in yourself. But if you are an involved dad, like it's so important for you to tell these girls how worthy they are mm-hmm. in your eyes, because it does count. Like they do they're go, listening and they're my and dad loves watching me. I'm good. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah. So it's. You know, it's just something like that our, our husbands did with our girls. Yeah. And I think, you know, our girls just feel so safe with their dads and they can talk to them about anything. And mm-hmm. what well, our youngest is working for him, so. Yeah, well, and I mean,
1: I think She's it's She's nice. happy with him. <laughs> it's nice that they can be honest, too, because I feel like a lot of times, like, girls feel like, I can only really talk to my mom, but mm-hmm. my girls have been very good about, like, sharing stuff with their dad mm-hmm. and sometimes very transparent. He's like, I don't want to know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But how cool is that? But I think cool it's, that, I think that it's they so feel awesome. That and safe. I've told him yeah. so many times, I'm like, babe, and will you realize how special that is? So that your girls so feel that they can talk to you yeah. about that. So we asked both Mike and Jason mm-hmm. some Thanks. questions about being a father. And so we're going to let them share that with you and we'll be back in just a second. What is the best part of being a father to girls?
4: I think the best part of being a father to girls is, uh, being a role model. Um, not just as a father, but as As a man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that would probably be the best part. Like, showing you know? her what a man is yeah. supposed to be about. Yeah, and the, and the hugs. Mm,
1: hugs. <laughs> What's the hardest thing about being a father?
4: Letting them go. <laughs>
1: oh, I know. Jason's going to have um, his daughter getting married yeah, in just a few days. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> She's
4: going to be out of the house, and they're looking at an apartment together, and, um... Then I'll just have uh, one left, and then once Kalia's gone, it's just me and the wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hard, letting go. What could you have done differently?
4: Ooh, that's a good one. Wow, uh, what would I have done differently? I mean, I was always there for them. You know, um, I was flexible on on work-wise, on picking them up and so forth. So they didn't really have to, you know, do much like daycare or anything like that. Um, Maybe listened a little bit more. Mm. Um, And some of their concerns, instead of me trying to fix it right away. um, I would say that would be probably one of the things that I could have done better instead of trying to solve it, but trying to um, listen and, and hear them out. That's
1: good. It's good. And give us <laughs> one memory of something that you love to do with your daughters. It could be together or separate, either way.
4: Um, I try to do as much as possible with them together. Um, sometimes separate is, is good, too. Mostly, if, you know, if... Um, be like date night Mm -hmm. type of thing um having girls I was always trying to find um something to do as as a family so I used to take them to Eagle Ridge and we used to hit balls and one of the things that we did afterwards was eat french fries Mm -hmm. at the clubhouse so that was something that I really cherished because that was it was just fun it was a time that we could just get out and um not worry about anything and just enjoy each other's company.
1: Yeah.
4: I would, I would say that.
1: All right.
0: Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> so I have some questions for you. And the first one being, what's the best part of being a father to girls?
5: Well, as a male that does not do well in dressing himself on a daily basis. Oh, it's nice to have two girls that you can walk in and say, okay, girls, what <laughs> should I wear to this event? Or what should I wear to work? Or would you go buy me some shirts? Because I really need some short-sleeved shirts. Aww. And that is one of the huge advantages of having girls.
0: Your own personal stylist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, second question is, what's the hardest thing about being a father?
5: Being a positive role model every day.
0: That's the hardest thing?
5: And being consistent in that way. That's the hardest thing?
0: You think, because you think you'll disappoint them or? Yeah. Aw. Okay. Well, I think that's wrong. I think you're great. I don't think that's the hardest thing. I think you're great. What would you have done differently now that we've raised these two girls to adulthood?
5: Um, I probably would have been more present Mm. and tried to um, balance the work-slash-family life better. Yeah. I was probably not present for a huge part of that time because I was always working and or always at work.
0: Yeah. I feel like everyone feels like they would do that differently if you could do it over. And the last question is... What's a, a memory you have, one memory of something you would do with your daughters that, like, they, they look back and go, oh, it was so fun, or that was something our dad did with us?
5: Well, the first memory that comes to my attention is um, a couple of backpacking trips. <laughs> so if they're listening to this, they're going to cringe.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: because man.
5: they were neither girl were really made for the outdoors in that way.
0: They tried, though.
5: But probably the most memorable times I had with both of them was taking them skiing and going to the snow, yeah, and snowboarding or skiing, and just having a great time, just the just the three of us, or sometimes it was just one on one. Those were probably the best the best things that we ever did together.
0: Yeah, and they have great memories of those. Well, thanks for answering those questions, honey.
5: You're welcome. I love you. I love you too. (laughs)
1: hubbies are so sweet they're so sweet i know they did
0: a good job
1: i could see jason's gonna kill me for saying this but i could see him Welling up with tears as he was starting to share about his girls because he just gets so emotional. It's so funny. He's That's like, so same.
0: emotional now. I'm oh, like, if you mention their girls, they it's <laughs> tears in their eyes. Yeah. And Mike was like, I need to do it perfectly. I need to answer this. It's so important. I was like, oh, calm down. You're honey. like, no, it's not. I mean, it's important, uh, but you there's know. only two listeners. Don't yeah, worry. I mean,
1: no. <laughs> 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 we only have two <laughs> listeners. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I think the a, a relationship with a father and son is really important. And we yeah. touched on that a little bit you know with our own fathers not having yeah not in our father in our fathers not having a relationship Mm -hmm. um but I think it causes you know when a father is caring and treats people with respect it teaches the boys to be that way Mm -hmm. also and I think that in turn makes them better husbands in the future modeling after a good dad yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and so I think that's just you know really important to have a good dad and I think too if you don't have a good dad finding a a father mentor Mm -hmm. I know that like my dad is a mentor to many men and women who don't have a father um I share I joke around and I say I share my parents with a lot of people because they they love my parents and so yeah I don't mind because Mm -hmm. I think you know that's really important to have somebody that you can go to as Mm -hmm. a you know whether it's a spirit like a spiritual father that you look up to or you know somebody that can mentor you so I encourage that um lastly we wanted to ask Andrew, our sound engineer. You never get to hear from Andrew. You guys, Andrew. I'm totally excited because he doesn't, he, you know, he's the behind the scenes guy. But he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. He <laughs> does. He's, he's incredible. Um, but is a father of three girls under the age uh, of 16. And so heaven help. us. I know. And we wanted to just ask him, you know, what it was the best part of being a father is and just get a little perspective from him. So we're going to let him share now about that. Nice.
6: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. This is exciting. It's my first run. I've done like 50 of these episodes for you. So I'll be happy to answer your questions here. So let's get started. All right. So uh, what's the best part of being a father? Wow. I have three daughters. Where do you start with that question? And I guess you just start at the beginning, you know, meeting your kids for the very first time in the hospital, holding them. I remember when the uh, doctor handed me angelica faith on October 6 2004 she was 9.6 or maybe less or more I don't know but she was so heavy and I was so exhausted and so was Angela but this burst of energy just came right into my heart and I was holding her and I was looking at her and she had the cutest little fat little legs because she was a full-grown baby I mean this was a big it's like a toddler coming out I'm like there's more. (laughs) I was like, my God, she's so beautiful. All I wanted was for her to be healthy. And she was, she had no problems. And that was a very exciting moment for both Angela and I. But I remember her looking straight in my eyes and I was looking at her and it's like, we can read each other's minds and just, I'm your daddy. And she's like, I'm your daughter. And, uh, That was so beautiful. And I got to do that two more times. I have three daughters, and my next one was uh, Sophia Adele. Oh, my gosh, what a little ham. And she was the light-complected baby and just uh, the most uh, adorable, lovable little kid, and she still is. Um, then we have our Stella Rose. Uh, she, I, I call her my little milk chocolate because she's the darkest one. She's always got a tan year-round. It's funny. She's like my wife. She's got a little bit of olive skin. Oh, they're so great. You know, another memory of mine, and which is another milestone, is building the crib again you know, having to do it one or two times. Okay, I get it. But again, you're like to pull out the Allen wrench. And like, if you don't have the right tools, dads, your wrists begin to hurt. And that takes you to bedtime. How many times have you tried to put your kids to bed and they're making excuses like, oh, I'm hungry, or um, I want to take a bath or I'm not done with my homework. I get it, right? It's, it's tough. But I, you, it can also be fun. Like, my kids like when we read to them. Angela does most of the reading. That's probably why they're so smart. They got every book they ever wanted. Uh, and also they get reading points for school. My thing is I like to sing to them. Me being a musician, owning a studio, and having a bunch of instruments in the house, I buy the kids instrument. And the one thing we got them was this little wooden piano. I think Angela bought it for, uh, I think it was Stella or Sophia when they were just a kid, or just a baby and it's only got 25 keys on it, two octaves, and you have to get down on your knees and play it, right? So there was a song I wrote back when I was 13 years old. I did it for my recital. My teacher lived next door to me, so she really got me involved with the piano, and I ended up performing this song called the Meow song and uh, writing out all the music, and who would have known 20-something years later I would be performing this for my kids every single night, well, just about every night. And last, the best part about being a dad is being respectful of your wife, being respectful of each other and your family, showing your children about God's love. And I just wanna give God all the glory for providing me such a wonderful wife and beautiful young children. Okay, so what's next on the list here? Uh, What's the hardest thing about being a father? Wow, okay, let's get into it. Um, well, first of all, you're never going to stop being a father, just like your father in heaven. It's a challenge every day. And I find one of the hardest things for me is disciplining your children. It can cause you and your wife to go crazy. I'm telling you, there's sometimes that me and Angela are just like, ah, no, you tell her to do this. No, you tell her to do that. No, and, and. You know, it's it's easy to argue in front of your kids because they're doing something you don't want them to do because you may have two different views, right? Mom may think it's, no, I told her to do that. And you're like, no, I don't want her to do that or the other way around. I find I'm more lenient than Angela is. She disciplines them. She's very. I think she's more strict than I am. Um, and that's not a bad thing. That's a very good thing because I'm so distracted. I have a lot of musical clients and sometimes I'm not giving my kids the attention they need. And so they get away, uh, with messing up the house or not cleaning their dishes or not doing their chores. And mom is on it. In fact, she wrote a list in our living room on the board that the kids have to do. And I didn't even know it was there. Like, I'm like, wow, I was the whole time I would thought, wow, I don't even have to discipline or tell them nothing. They're just doing it on their own. This one's vacuuming. This one's putting the dishes away. Someone took out the trash. I'm like, this is great. Can someone cut the lawn? (laughs) Uh, No, that's dad's job, right? So disciplining your kids is one of the hardest things to do because you have to be crafty about it. Kids can manipulate their way out of it. Oh, I got homework to do or, okay, dad, I'll get to it. And then they never do, right? Right. Also, I've never been a fan of, of hitting our kids. I don't hit my wife. I don't hit my cat. I don't hit anybody. I'm a very peaceful person. So I think it's funny because I was a little brat when I was younger. Ask all of my family members. I mean, Rhonda could probably tell you. We used to go to grandma's house all the time because she lived with grandma, and I would be terrorizing the house, running around. I was just a hyper little kid, and my mom would use the belt. I got the belt when I was younger, and that's not always a bad thing, you know. I that's how they did it back in the old days, but I was a little stinker. My mom used to chase me around the countertop, and I used to laugh at her. Oh, man, my poor mom. I love her so much. I And my dad, what can he do? He worked so many hours. He was always so busy, um, but he always showed time for us. And my dad's discipline really helped me become more understanding, and he showed me how to love during discipline. Um, and will give you an example, I was... You know, like I mentioned before, I wasn't the best kid growing up, but I wasn't the worst. But when I did something wrong, my dad knew. And he would come to me and say, I want to talk to you. And sure enough, he would have two chairs in the garage with the garage door open at night. And he would talk to me in a way that would get the truth out. Maybe it was because he used to be a police officer or maybe because he was in military. He just – he had a way of speaking to me in such a, um, a loving, patient way. And – I kind of adopted that um, now as, as as a father myself. You know, sometimes I would discipline or sometimes Angela would discipline or we would argue about it. And this is ridiculous, right? But if she disciplined and the kids would go to their room upset, crying, you know, which happens sometimes, um, then I would go and talk to Angela and I said, I'm going to go and talk to her. I'll, I'll, I got you. And so I'd go in there and I'd sit with uh, maybe Angelica and we'll have a conversation and um, practice what my dad is taught me. And it's just patience and love, you know, and to try to get to the root cause of why they did what they did and how we can move forward and um, try to have that uh, respect for each other in, a, in our home, you know, especially when the kids fight with each other, you know, hey, I want you to go tell your sister sorry. And I want you to give her a hug and kiss. That's my mom. She would always do that with my brother and I. And it used to It used to bother us, man. We had to hug each other and kiss each other on the lips. But you know what? As mad as we were, we actually knew we loved each other. And that was because our parents put that in us. They showed us the love and compassion, even when we argued. You And we do that with our kids. And I think that this is one of the hardest things about being a father is disciplining. That discipline will also take them further in life. It will gain them life skills, teach them a responsibility Maybe that will help them with their jobs and uh, they'll grow a trust with us and be able to share their memories with their kids. Okay, so last on the list, it says uh, one thing that you emotionally didn't expect from being a father. Um, Well, I'm going to take that back to when I first had, when we first had Angelica holding her in my arms, a lot of things were racing through my head. And the first thing was like, am I going to be a good father? You know, uh, I had so much love for this little beautiful child in my arms, you know, me being a musician and traveling, you know, and just touring in clubs and all that stuff, you know. And then a year later, I'm married and now I have a baby and I had a responsibility now and changing my lifestyle was very emotional for me because I had to learn to not only be a husband, but now I had to be a father and change diapers and you know, mixed formula and just everything that goes into being a dad in the very beginning, right? I really, really think that this pandemic pulled those memories back. Because let's face it, a lot of us have busy lifestyles. We work eight to 10 hours a week. We at a job away from home. And by the time you get home, you are just tired. You don't have time to even, you know, to even watch TV. Sometimes you eat and you kick off your shoes and you're back in bed and you repeat the same thing over five days a week, right? This pandemic has pulled my family together and, and a lot of other families. You know, it helped us realize who we really are and what our strengths and weaknesses are as a family. And so I no longer have can, can just reminisce because I'm living the very beginning all over again. And it's been a magical moment. And I just thank God for our family, and I thank God for our nation, and I hope that this pandemic brings many families back together with love and dignity.
1: And once again, twenty four carat tribe, we know um, that you know the topics of mothers and fathers can always be a difficult one. But we mm-hmm. want to know that you can break that general, generational dysfunction, and Absolutely. you know we want to encourage you to raise your children differently yeah. than you were raised. I mean, I think every generation can get better. We've talked about that before, yeah. and so. We just wanted to do this episode to honor our dads and um, just say thank you for Happy Father's Day. Day. Thank you for loving us, our yeah. craziness and all. <laughs> and <laughs> let us know what you thought of this episode. Go like, subscribe, share, follow us on 24 Carat Conversations Podcast and on our new Facebook group page, 24 Carat Conversations Podcast. And until next time, 24 Carat Tribe. Sparkle up. Bye. Peeps. Bye.